0: Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a twice-monthly movie chat show where Jenny and I talk about movies that we love or didn't love. Each episode, we pick a theme, and then we watch movies separately around that theme, and then tell each other when we jump on air. Though tonight, we're not actually live on air. This is a pre-recorded message.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to you live from the past. Just imagine that we're there with you, but it's three days ago and things have changed a little bit. So
0: (laughs) if if we're not up on current events, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into our theme for the night, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's playing in the theaters around the area. Um, I'll start with the Wyndham Movie Theater in Wyndham, New York. So we have Top Gun Maverick, The League of Super Pets, and Bullet Train. And if you want to find out more about Showtime's You can head to WyndhamTheatre.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M-Theatre.com. And now
1: I shall tell you about what's playing at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. As always, it's many things. But first, let's start with Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Uh, We also have Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Where the Crawdads Sing, Fire of Love. And Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, uh, and a couple of other special screenings. To find out those specific showtimes, please head on over to org, and that's where you can find all that good information that you need.
0: I love your inflection on Marcel the Shell with shoes on. His shoes are on. They're not off. (laughs) No.
1: It's just (laughs) just such a cute thing to include. (laughs) I'm like, I have to emphasize
0: (laughs) it. With shoes on. Shoes on. Not off. All right, I'm gonna tell you about what's playing at Drive In 32, otherwise known as the Greenville Drive In. Um, these are the movies playing for Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, which is this weekend. It's the past. It's for, the past. It's the past. You know what? I am not gonna tell you. What's you don't you don't want to know what you missed? No. Let's look at the calendar and see what's happening later on. All right, so here we go. Friday, August 26th. We have Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, that is playing at Drive-In 32, otherwise known as the Greenville Drive-In. You can find out more at drivein32.com. Back
1: over on the other side of the river, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, otherwise known as the Fairview Movieplex. We have bodies, 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 Dragon Ball Super, colon, superhero, (laughs) Uh, beast, DC League of Super Pets, Bullet Train, Where the Crawdads Sing, Nope, and Don't Worry, You Can Still See Minions, The Rise of Group. I keep thinking every time it's going to be gone, but it's still there, baby. Oh
0: my gosh, they just can't get enough. This nation, <laughs> this, nation <laughs> this world. Just, it's holding us all together, maybe. Well, you know, that's not the only place that Minions is still holding on. I'm going to give you the lineup for the highway drive-in. Now, this... Again, this is so confusing because we're recording in the future or for, in the past for the future. So, this schedule is imperfect. This is the movie schedule for the Highway Drive In Theater in Koksaki. This is for August 18th to August 21st. On screen one, we have Beast and Nope. <laughs> screen one. two, we have Dragon Ball Z Super colon superhero mm-hmm. <laughs> and Minions colon the rise of Gru. On screen three, we have Bullet Train and Top Gun Maverick. And on screen four, we have The League of Super Pets and Fall, which is kind of a wild pairing. This one's for children and one seems extremely terrifying. I'm trying to
1: see Fall. Fall looks really scary. It looks so scary. As a
0: person afraid of heights. So I'm sorry I just told you about movies that that played in the past. um, But I don't have access to the (laughs) schedule for... (laughs) I
1: think... It's emblematic of the movie pairings that they usually have at the highway drive-in, so let that be your guide, and then head on over to their website.
0: Think of it as like a vibe landscape, (laughs) Yes. Sorry, we've never done this before, so it's it's a little rocky.
1: It's a a funny show. Please, make note. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Upstate Cinemas, starting with the one in Rhinebeck. We have Bodies, 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 Fire of Love, Merchant Presents, A Special Surprise Screening, and I don't know what that is, so you need to find that out for yourself, <laughs> uh, Hallelujah, the Leonard Cohen movie, and National Theatre Live, No Man's Land. Oh. Uh, and then, please, allow me to tell you what's also playing in Socrates. So that's the other upstate cinemas. We have Bodies, 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 Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and
0: Emily the Criminal. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Three movies with very funny titles. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's it because again, um, the I was going to tell you about what's playing at TSL, which you can find out more at uh, timeandspace.org. That's the independent movie theater in Hudson. But um, what I have here in front of me is again the show, the things that are playing in the past. Um, <laughs> So, I'm just going to encourage you to go yourselves to timeandspace.org. Remember that we have wonderful TSL in Hudson. And, you know, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is yeah. there. <laughs> you can see all of these great movies. Just, you know, do a little Googling. It's yep. going to be great. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right. So, this week we have a really, really fun theme one that is a N- seemingly never ending rich rich subgenre uh we'll probably have to do a sequel yeah
1: oh yeah this is i mean it's like it's one of our hugest genres kind of because it is so uh it, it anything can fall into it sort of any other genre of movie can yeah. have this aspect yeah shall
0: we reveal the aspect let's reveal it so this week we're talking revenge movies the massive massive subgenre that spans mm-hmm genres <laughs> uh, of revenge um, some of the very very best movies are there's also a lot of sub sub genres in revenge many people um, are vengeful in movies in many yeah. different types of ways you have avenging partners you got avenging parents or other avenging <laughs> family members yeah. scorned women yeah people who were just wronged and then needed to take back their lives revenge of the nerds revenge of the nerds yeah <laughs> wow dang true yeah, like i'm gonna lose my virginity finally revenge God, like I'm, I'm cool now yeah. uh mother nature's revenge oh yeah totally lover's revenge there's a lot there's a lot of really good ones there's a lot
1: of types of revenge out
0: there and then just classic personal vendetta yeah like a cape fear situation yeah totally yeah If someone's not well and they think that they're justified in exacting revenge. It is funny. There's
1: kind of two, like, ultimately there's, like, justified revenge and unjustified yeah. revenge. Yeah. Like, there are people, like, there are plenty of movies about revenge where you are really rooting for the person to get their vengeance, yeah. and then there are other ones where you are with the person who is being the avenged on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, no, please, and leave them alone.
0: Both are equally, truly thrilling stories, Um Yeah, exactly. It's a... I was thinking a lot about Cape Fear Yeah, in this.
1: I've it's... never seen Cape Fear. <gasps> I know. I should have watched it.
0: Uh, well, you know what? Tell me about what you did watch. That's what oh, we're here for. Baby.
1: <laughs> I watched a bunch of movies that were weird. <laughs> 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 I have, let's see, we went to Denmark, we went to Japan, and we went to Australia at my Whoa, house. Whoa, <laughs> fun.
0: <laughs> Where would you like to start? Oh my gosh. Well, I just want to explain to maybe any first-time listeners out there that The reason that Jenny probably watched a lot of movies that were weird is because we try to watch movies around the theme that we haven't already seen because it's more fun for us to watch something that we've never seen before. So usually when we watch movies around a theme, it's stuff that we've never seen. Um, And sometimes you biff it. (laughs) Sometimes
1: (laughs) you hit a hit and sometimes you don't. I wouldn't say any of the... all, All three of the movies that I watched I think were good movies, but two of them were definitely a little bit weirder. Yeah. All right, I want
0: to go to Australia first. All right,
1: great pick, great choice. <laughs> yes, I watched a little indie movie from 2009 uh-huh.
0: called "The Loved Ones." Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love "The yeah, Loved of Ones." You do. I
1: thought so you might. Fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's nasty. It's really
0: gross. <laughs> That's a gross movie. It's really
1: gross, and it is one that also has like a re- like kind of revenge in two directions. Yes, where it kind of it fits into both of those categories that we were discussing, where it's like a per- you.
0: Nerd revenge,
1: a, ner- a nerd revenge, and also a revenge back on the first revenge. Yeah, which
0: is so great when you get the twofer. You get the whole Ouroboros of revenge. You get all of it, and
1: it's also like a quick, tight little like hour and a half movie. That's yeah.
0: partially why I watched it was
1: because I was like, I don't have time. Yeah, there are a lot of there were a lot of really cool movies on my list that were over two hours long. And this week has been very busy for us. Obviously, here we are pre-recording. Here we are
0: pre-recording. This, uh, our lives are And so, I, easy. I, just <laughs> crazy. So
1: I just had to choose some shorter ones. But so The Loved Ones, if you're not familiar, is a horror sort of comedy. It has some comedic elements for sure. Um, from Australia, made in 2009. It was directed by Sean Byrne, who also made the movie The Devil's Candy.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. Which
1: I have seen. I don't like it as much. It's a little bit... It's one of those movies... The Devil's Candy is about, like, a painter who's, like, possessed by demons or something. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't really remember, but, like, the art's really bad in it, which is always a thing that, like, kicks funny. me out. Yeah, like, yeah. whenever it's a movie about a painter and the art sucks, yeah. like... The you honey, have, like, a Justin funny unfair.
0: little, like, production Yeah. Do this and I and get it, you know. Yeah. It's
1: hard to... It's hard to put a good painting in a movie.
0: Very yeah, few people achieve it. You're right.
1: Um. But anyway, The Loved Ones stars these two, I don't know their names. I'm going to pull them up now. (laughs) Uh, it's basically about a kid who, uh, a year earlier, it starts, the opening scene is, uh, his name is Brent. He is driving in a car with his father, uh, and a really mysterious figure is suddenly in the middle of the road and he swerves, uh, and his dad is killed in the accident. And so when we, start our story in earnest we're with him a year later and he's still dealing with the depression of that he's like clearly very suicidal um and has some issues with like self-harm uh but he also has like a girlfriend and he's like kind of working through it uh, clearly not well, but like doing his best.
0: Yeah, he's like handsome too. He's, handsome. he's kind of popular. Yeah, right? he's popular. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: like cute. He's like he's definitely troubled, but other people don't necessarily see that. Mm. So it's the night of the dance at their school in high school. They're teenagers, uh, and a girl uh, named Lola is like, "Hey, do you want to go to the dance with me?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm actually going with my girlfriend," and she and she doesn't like that, and she goes away. And she's upset. She's upset. So we spend some more time with Brent. He, like, climbs a little cliff and, like, dangles off of it just to feel something. And I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, pre- it's like, a pretty beautiful scene. And yeah. then he climbs back up to the top of it because he doesn't really want to die. He's just kind of confused and feeling a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's hit over the head and dragged away by a mysterious man. <laughs> and then when we rejoin him, <laughs> he's waking up in a kitchen tied to a chair wearing a tuxedo. And who's there? But Lola wearing a, a fancy dress with her scary father. And her dear old daddy. Her dear old daddy. And a person. It's so gross. A person who is seemingly her mother, but seems to have maybe been altered in some ways to be very docile. Mm-hmm. And there ensues a night of horror <laughs> for yeah. this poor kid, Brent, yeah. where this girl, Lola, and her father have clearly a pattern of. Kidnapping boys who she has crushes on and torturing them because she's in love with them, but she doesn't understand uh, how to deal with that. Yeah, and it's very bloody, very brutal pretty funny also like it is like it has a lot of comedic elements oh, in definitely. it one of my favorite things about it which i can't get out of my head the song yes she is really obsessed with the song which is apparently an actual pop hit in australia yeah it's by casey chambers who yeah. has another song that i love so oh, much. i didn't know <laughs> oh my god casey chambers but yeah, yeah it's called uh, am i not pretty enough
0: am i not pretty enough <laughs> yeah, dude. it's so
1: good <laughs> So good. It's been in my head all week. I
0: love a movie that has, like, a song reprisal. Totally. It's so... And, like, a punchy one. Yeah, and it's such a, like,
1: perfect, like, unhinged... Like, she thinks (laughs) of herself as, like, being this, like, poor little girl who's like, I'm, like taking back my power but she's actually just torturing people yeah yeah uh and I won't tell more about the end of the movie because you know I think it's a fun one to watch if you like horror and if you like really bloody gross movies yeah um but there is a turn we get we get we get revenge in two directions Lola's trying to get her revenge on Brent and Brent maybe gets to have a little taste of revenge himself
0: there's a lot of fun reveals. There's a lot of
1: fun reveals. It has it takes it takes some like very fun turns that yeah, I wasn't expecting. It really does. Uh yeah, I really I did really like the loved ones. I was when I put it on I was like this isn't quite the vibe that I was going for for my revenge watch, but I'm really glad
0: that I saw it because it was like a really gross funny movie. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I know. I kind of felt I didn't end up watching too much, but I did feel that when I was um trying to pick out what I was going to watch there's a couple movies that seemed to be really um, away from, like, the central vibe that yeah. I was going for, but then, you know, this is such a wide subgenre, yeah, totally. and that's what's kind of fun about it, so it was okay to, like, let go of that a little bit yeah. instead of doing by the book uh, revenge where you're rooting for the person, right, you know. Right, totally. Um, the Loved
1: Ones is so fun. It's so fun. It's also, the other thing with researching revenge movies is that because the whole plot is the revenge plot <laughs> mm-hmm. like you don't know what it's going to be about until you're actually watching exactly. it because they withhold that from you as they should yeah because it's not as satisfying if you already know um so yeah the loved ones i was just like it looked the cover looks scary it looks like somebody's getting revenge like i started watching it being like i'm gonna be rooting for lola obviously and then you're like
0: no, no you no, are no, not lola no, is a no, psychopath no no, um, no no
1: but so you can watch that for free on pluto or you can rent it for two or three bucks on, I think I rented it on YouTube for, like, $2.99. Nice. Yeah.
0: Loved oh, ones. Good one. I like, did not think you were going to say that because, like, <laughs> there are so many wild stories that come out of Australia. So yeah, So you said anything. I know. There's so <laughs> many weird Australian revenge movies. They do a lot. They do a lot of dark stuff down there. Yeah, they really do. Um, okay. Do you want to hear about the... I only watched two movies. I only had time to watch two movies, so I feel bad because I feel like I did this episode dirty not by baby. not watching enough. But... Do you want to hear about the movie that was so good or the movie that was so bad?
1: I want to hear about the movie that was so good because I kind of think we maybe watched one movie that's the same. Did you watch Lady Snowblood? I did watch Lady, Lady Snowblood. Lady Snowblood, yeah. Snowblood is so, so good! good. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who
0: don't know, Lady Snowblood is the source material for Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Um, it was directed by Toshia Fujita and it stars Mako Kaji, who is in... A lot of women seeking revenge movies actually, like uh, Lady Snowblood. I think has a couple sequels, and then she was also in uh, Scorp, Female female Prisoner prisoner, Number Four (laughs) Seventy One. Yeah, totally Scorpion. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Lady Snowblood, as we all know, like Quentin Tarantino is like a big movie nerd, and so and we we know that he pulls directly from other movies. And this is the movie that has the long, slow revenge plot, um, long, long con. It has the training montage mm-hmm. with like a real harsh trainer sending um, sending send a little kid down a barrel in a barrel <laughs> down a hill. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it is about a woman named Yuki who is was born to uh, from. In prison, she was born in a woman's prison, and her mother essentially created her to exact revenge because um, her mother's husband and son were brutally murdered by a gang of thieves. Um, and yeah, so Yuki is born into a world where she knows nothing but the plot to avenge her family.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really it's a very cool. Um, yeah, like, slow burn. Like, I mean, you get to see her kill people very fast, which mm-hmm. is extremely tight. Like, For a scene. It's, it's such a great, like, thriller movie because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so often you watch a movie from, you know, the 70s, and you're like, is this going to be interesting or is it going to be a little slow? And this one's like, no, 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 baby. Lady Snowblood is, is a, a thrill fest. It's so fun. It's
0: so and fun. And it's so beautifully
1: made. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so Yuki is born and is basically brought into this life to become I think the word is Asura. Yeah, she, she's she's a she revenge is, demon. Yeah, an Asura
0: demon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and so but it's this really great conflict within her where she obviously her whole drive is for revenge, but she does also have feelings and she mm-hmm. like she knows that she's not supposed to because she's supposed to be the Asura. Mm-hmm. And so she like tries to press it back, but she still struggles with it. And it's like it has a lot of depth to it despite just being a straight up and down like She's gonna hunt down these four people who murdered her family and take her revenge for her mother. Yeah, yeah. She's like Spock. She has
0: she has <laughs> this she has this main motivation in life that she's on, the only thing she's ever known. But they even say in the movie that she will always have this human side. Yeah, that's emotional. Totally. Um, I forget the like the detail behind. There, there's, like, some political detail behind why her family gets murdered, too. Like, the yes. gang of thieves were cheating a town out of their money. Like, they were basically, t- like, fake tax collectors mm-hmm. or something. Yeah.
1: And then, like... And the, the government was supposedly sending out these people who were, like, men in white to, like, basically, like, to collect their own taxes kind of. Yeah. I think that's what it was like they were like they were like the, the government's actual tax collectors. Exactly. And so Yuki's mother's husband cuz mm-hmm. he's not her actual father no. um was just happened to be wearing white. They were both teachers, I think. Yes, they, like he was exactly. going to be a school teacher in the, in the town. New town
0: the town's new school teacher. Uh
1: and so he comes into town wearing all white and this gang is like, "Uh-oh,
0: real tax collectors are here. Time to kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time to murder." Um and the murder scene is really brutal. There is a lot of sexual assault in this movie um, as well. There's the really fun, very bright red blood Blood, spray. I, like, never get tired of it. I never do either. And and once again, it's so nice to see the source material for it, um, for it in in Kill Bill. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Like, I knew that Lady Snowblood was a direct inspiration for Quentin Tarantino. And, like, I think the conversation about, like, whether he is like like doing an uh uh like an homage versus like stealing is like a yeah. really tired conversation. That I, doesn't matter. I
0: think it doesn't matter at all. Because yeah. he would never say that no. he's not copying
1: of it. Of course like, <laughs> yeah but I was still surprised by how many like direct like the framing is exactly the same yeah. for some of the scenes. Like when um, Yuki's mother is like on the ground and like looking up at the four people who've killed her family. Yeah, and, and it, ex- it freeze frame. It's exactly the yeah. same as that scene in Kill Bill. Exactly. But, uh, but it is still like it was so such a pleasure to watch it because it is such a beautifully made movie. It's so good. And like, yeah, man, you just you love to see some good filmmaking. I know.
0: Also nice and tight. <laughs> nice too. and tight, yeah. So like, it gets it gets started real fast. Exactly. Like you're saying, like when you're when you're watching Movies of the, like, horror, action, whatever, those genres, like, as, when you're watching in those genres and movies that are from, like, this like, 60s, 70s, or 80s, they can be lower budget mm-hmm. and kind of sloppy or whatever, even if they're fun, but this was so nice and tight. So beautiful. So nice and tight. Just, like, yeah, what a what a pleasure to watch a
1: well-crafted movie where, yeah. like, yeah, like, the the guy who made it is clearly, like, thinking about every shot and, like, the sets are real, the costumes mm-hmm. are real. It's so lovely. It was great. I just
0: love it so much. Mako um, Meiko Kaji, the lead actress, also sings the theme song. Oh, in this I didn't movie. know that. And the, the theme song from this from Lady Snowblood and from another movie that she was in where she also sang the theme mm. song. They're both in killville <laughs> Yeah. Oh um, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So she yeah, she's also a singer. She was in a lot of other really cool movies from the time. Like there's, like, a, a youth motorcycle gang movie yes. that she's in called Stray Cat Rock. Oh, was so tight. <laughs> um, yeah, like, her Wikipedia is fun to, to look through. Because she was in all these cool, like, you know, movies of a new generation. Because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, like, this was happening in the United States. Just like it was happening in all these other countries where, like, um, a youth culture was being projected on movie screens. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, but then she kind of disappeared for a while and now people have rediscovered her and her movies and her music yeah. and... She has, like, a YouTube channel where she reconnects with all of her fans all over the world. It's really cute. Oh, that's so sweet. I oh know. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. yeah. Mako Kaji's cool. I can't wait
1: to spend some time on her Wikipedia page later. Yeah. That's great. Um, I only yeah. have one other thing to say, which is that I wrote, so it's it's separated out into chapters, which I always love. Like, that gets me every time when yeah. a movie does that. I'm like, yeah. oh, yes, what's the yeah. next chapter? Um, but so the good. I just wrote down the title of the last one because it made me so glad. It was chapter four. The Pleasure Palace colon final scene of carnage. It's so
0: good. <laughs> like, this movie rules. <laughs> I know. I, you know what? I like, I couldn't stop talking about it after yeah, watching totally. it. Totally. Torturous. Yeah. I know. To dude. not be able to tell you. I
1: know. We're just looking each other
0: in the face every day and not saying
1: and anything. And not being like, I just watched the coolest movie. Ever. It's like the coolest movie I've ever seen. Uh, this oh
0: movie God. is streaming on HBO Max if you have access to that. Um, I think it's it's accessible and it's out there. Mm-hmm. I'll look up what other spots It's also it's,
1: it's a Criterion movie, so I think if you have access to Criterion you can probably yeah. also watch it there.
0: And it's for rent on YouTube and Amazon for about three bucks. Yeah. Um, not a bad deal for a great movie. Not a bad deal. I guess it's based on a manga. I feel oh. like reading manga. You could read feeling like to read original books. material. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It rules. I'm so glad. I had a feeling, I was like, I just think It's such a, it's such a titan of the genre. Yes. You know, that it's like, of course, gotta watch Lady Snowblood. You (laughs) have, (laughs) I know,
0: exactly, it's time. I've seen Female Prisoner Mm -hmm. number 471 or whatever. Um, Scorpion. (laughs) Yeah, which is also really fun. It's nowhere near as as, um, strong as Lady Snowblood. Yeah. But it is also very fun. Very fun, yeah. I think that's also on HBO, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's Female Prisoner number 701 <laughs> colon Scorpion is the first one. But yeah. there are like four. Yeah, totally. Five.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's also a fun thing about like, I because I know people complain about sequels a lot these days, which is absolutely fair because most movies are sequels now. But in the olden days, you would just have a movie that made a little bit of cash and you'd make like eight of them. Yep.
0: Franchises, baby. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yeah, the the motorcycle gang movie that she's in is called Stray Cat Rock colon Beat (laughs) Seventy One. I know they're all like the coolest titles ever too. (laughs) Ah, so good. Incredible. Jenny, you want to tell me about another movie that you watched? All
1: right, I'm going to tell you about one more movie. Uh, This time I'm taking you to Denmark. Yes. You get ready. Yes. I will say I watched this movie over three settings because it was very sleepy and reading subtitles is hard when it's late at night. Reading is hard. (laughs) Reading is hard. So my details are not perfect. (laughs) I had to read the Wikipedia page after I was done because there's a scene right at the end and I was like, what what did that mean? Um, But I watched a movie called Writers of Justice. Ooh, Which is from 2020. Writer or writer? Writer. R-I-D-E-R. R-I-D-E-R. Okay.
0: okay, good
1: to know. Writers of Justice. It's one of those movies that has an extremely misleading cover. Uh, and the reason that I watched it is because it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, <laughs> okay. The world that I live in. <laughs> but so it's from 2020. It's streaming on H- uh, Hulu, I think. Not, I wrote down HBO, but I think it's actually Hulu. Um, and it was directed by Anders Thomas Jensen. Uh, it takes place in Denmark stars a bunch of Danish people Uh, and it's about this family that so uh, a woman and her daughter are taking the train because the daughter's bike has been stolen Mm -hmm. Uh, but little do they know they are on a train that's about to crash (gasps) and there's another person on the train who is a a scientist who studies coincidences and he's (laughs) like one of those movies that, like, okay, the cover is, like, Mads Mikkelsen holding a gun and there's fire in the background and that's just, like, not But yet he, <laughs> is, he
0: is a coincidence scientist. Okay, and it's not Mads Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. it's not the coincidence scientist, oh, he's it's not. somebody else, yeah. Okay. Okay, so this, so this is going to be- Goldblum is in Jurassic Park. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: The chaos theory guy. Um, But he's not sexy, he's just a regular guy. Um, <laughs> oh, like, how do I even begin to tell you this- Movie because it is it has like so many moving parts. I'm to so it. I'm so
0: excited. We have plenty of time
1: left. We have like a half an hour. <laughs> You're left right. Of the show. Okay, get ready. Yeah. Get, buckle in. It's going to be confusing. You might need to open up the Wikipedia page oh for Writers gosh. of Justice. Okay. So we have on this train we have a mother and a daughter and a, <laughs> a coincidence doctor <laughs> a coincidence scientist and he is sitting on he is sitting and he offers his seat to the mother because he's polite. But then the train crashes and it like rakes along the side that the woman is sitting on. So the doc, the scientist and the daughter both survive, but the mother is killed. We then find out that she is married to Mads Mikkelsen, who is the father of this family, who is away because he's in the army and he comes home. And the like a plot of the movie is about him teaming up with this coincidence scientist who has two other colleagues who also are, they're all like huge nerds who mm-hmm. like are really socially awkward and have their own kind of problems that they're dealing with. But the three of them team up with Mads Nicholson to hunt down the people who caused the train accident. Okay. Because the coincidence scientist mm-hmm. who, I need to look up his name so that I can stop calling him that because it's a really wild way to refer uh, to a person. It it's, Otto Hoffman? It's, it's Otto, Yes. Um, so, uh, yes. So, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. So he, on the train, he observes that there's like this guy who is, seems kind of suspicious because he throws away a whole sandwich and a whole big drink. (laughs) That is weird. (laughs) And then gets off the train right before it crashes. And he's like, there is no such thing as a coincidence. We just don't know all the data. And that's like what his job is, is basically like coincidences don't exist. We just can never understand all of the pieces of data to put things together into like what um, what statistics actually mean. Uh-huh. He's also recently been fired from his job, <laughs> to be clear, because <laughs> he has okay. tried to talk about this at a conference and they didn't like it. I was going to
0: say it's probably because they don't understand his theories. They don't understand his, his theories. Yeah. Classic. So
1: he brings this information to Mads Nicholson and is like, look, the guy... Who, another person who was on the train who was killed was set to testify against this gang called the Riders of Justice. who's like a motorcycle gang who, like, kill people, whatever. They're, ba- they're bad news. Uh, and he's like, so it wasn't a coincidence that he just happened to be sitting in that place and then the train crashed and killed him. Like, they must have done it on purpose. And, like, starts to put together all of these clues and pieces that make them believe that this other guy is responsible. Uh-huh. So Mads and these three doctors, these three weird nerd scientists, all go to track down this guy and end up killing him and starting this, like, cascading revenge saga where they're just hunting down more and more people because they're being, like, then the gang starts to retaliate. It's mm-hmm. this back and forth where it's, like, Mads Mickelson's character, whose name is Marcus. <laughs> Let me start using their names. Marcus is, like, hellbent on getting revenge for his wife's death
0: yeah
1: so that's the a plot is this like back and forth like people just a ton of people being killed yeah the b plot is that marcus really needs to go to therapy and his daughter is trying to get him to go so (laughs) bad (laughs) and it's really ultimately actually a movie about men trying to be in touch with their feelings and failing to because also the three like nerds that he's hanging out with are also all people who like Mm -hmm. have been to therapy or need therapy and are like sharing their feelings with each other in a way that, like, really threatens Marcus's masculinity. Uh, And it's, like, it's a really weird movie because, like, maybe a third of the scenes are, like, John Wick style Mads Mikkelsen just murdering a bunch of people, like, very effectively because he's really good at it. Yeah. Which is very satisfying to watch because that, you know, John Wick is fun. is also an amazing revenge movie. Yeah, of course. Um, and then another third is, like, this buddy comedy um, with, like, these <laughs> four guys hanging out with this with uh, Marcus's daughter and her boyfriend. And, like, they're all just, like, hanging out in the house <laughs> together. Like, And she – they tell her that they're all therapists. <laughs> and that's why they're hanging out. Oh, <laughs> because they don't God. tell her about the revenge plot because she's like, you're so crazy. You're so violent. You need to be in touch with your feelings. This yeah. is not a healthy way. To deal with this grief that we're both experiencing. And now you're my only parent. So I need you to figure that out. Oh, uh, and then the other third is like, yeah, like this crime, like basically people like trying to piece together a crime that may or may not be true. And so it is, it's very much a, a revenge movie that's also like, is revenge the answer? <laughs> <laughs> but also giving you very satisfying, like, uh, you know, se- action sequences. It's a really weird movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't, when I see a revenge movie, I don't often want to think about how revenge isn't the answer. No, I mean, it's
1: very, that's the thing is that, like, it's also a movie that I don't, much like a lot of international movies, it only kind of works because it's taking place in a culture that is different from our own, where it's like, oh yeah, this is bringing up interesting questions about, like, middle age and what, like, Feelings are and re- like what does revenge actually mean, and like is that actually cathartic, or are you just chasing something that doesn't actually that isn't actually gonna help you? Yeah, uh, and so I are like you just an Ahab, are you just an <laughs> Ahab? Absolutely, and so it is like that's the thing is that I found it to be quite moving in some scenes. Um, it's definitely like it's not a bad movie at all. I think it's like it's a very well made, very interesting, and like nuanced movie. But it is just so bizarre because the tonal shifts are so intense (laughs) and they really come out of nowhere where, like, people are having a really quiet conversation then suddenly there's a lot of gunfire. Like, what am I watching? But so, Writers of Justice. I mean, like, just look at these mugs. Like, look at these guys. They're just like... I know. When I looked at the
0: poster, I was like, oh, wow. It's a
1: real ragtag team. Oh, my Uh, God. But yeah, so that is Writers of Justice. (laughs) You can watch it on Hulu. I think if you're, like, interested in... A complicated drama that's also fun. Like it's a comedy. It's like yeah,
0: a, it sounds like a comedy setup.
1: It's an action comedy
0: that also has drama. Yeah. <laughs> it has all of the pieces. I mean that's the draw of the the like opening draw of the Sopranos. Yeah. Absolutely. That Tony it's Soprano like Tony Soprano is seeing a therapist. Right. Totally. <laughs> it's very much that same, like that same vibe of like
1: hyper violence uh juxtaposed with like talking about your feelings in this like somewhat emasculated way um but yeah it's fascinating I really my favorite part about it is that like yeah they just keep picking up people along the way who are also really weird and like need help (laughs) like (laughs) like you start with just the one doctor who like is not well but like is kind of like he's dealing with his own tragedy that we find out about later and Mads Mikkelsen and then he like picks up his two weird colleagues and then like they pick up some other random guy who's also not well (laughs) and it's just like they just like collect collect them all collect all these guys who need men who need therapy therapy. (laughs) (laughs) and they need a community and it's like I mean that's the thing is that it does I won't spoil the ending I guess (laughs) if you want to watch it (laughs) you can but It's like, I just, I'm just going to say it ends with a scene where they're all hanging out together at Christmas time and Mm. opening presents Mm. because it's like, it's one of those movies where it starts out, I mean, it's confusing and violent and weird. And then it's like, we're all one big, a family can be six to seven unhinged men and one (laughs) daughter.
0: (laughs) Which like I both kind of love and also kind of like, I do ultimately love a movie with that kind of. Well, I love that, like, a family can be anything yeah, less The yeah. but, like, the, uh... Um, like look at these men who learned how to open up to me oh, is like, no that's the thing is that yeah. they also
1: it's not a full catharsis like it's that's the thing that I think makes it actually a good movie is yeah. that because I, and I'm just like because it's Danish I don't know they just I know, know how to do it better there but there's no it's not neat like it's yeah. very everybody's still very messy it's not like whimsical nice. it doesn't have whimsy to it at all which is why I think it's actually much more interesting yeah. like I think if you tried to make that movie in America it would be like extremely whimsical. whack like very quippy and like just yeah, making these people have these like very surface journeys that don't actually change them and like are not. And it just feel, it would feel much less genuine. Yeah. And in Denmark, it feels very genuine. It I'm feels like, this good. is just a weird movie. Men in
0: Denmark need therapy too.
1: Just everybody does on I guess the whole it's planet. Nice that
0: there's like more movies with that message. Yeah. Than they used totally. To be. And it's not like for the men
1: of the world. <laughs> for the men of the world. And it's not. You know, it's it is very. It's just a. I can't stress enough how weird this movie is. So it doesn't feel. Looks weird. And it looks, really, it looks weird. really weird. Yeah, it does not feel like. Um, yeah, it's not. Tri- it doesn't feel like it's trying to give you a message. Nice. It's just like, this is a nice. thing that's happening to these people. And isn't it strange? <laughs>
0: yeah, it is really strange. Uh, I did think about how John Wick is. An excellent revenge, revenge movie. movie.
1: Yeah. A really tight, like very. Uh, especially the first one, like a very perfect, like. Action reaction. Yeah. Like one thing happens and the rest of the movie is about getting revenge for that thing.
0: Yeah. Pretty beautiful. And it's really easy to support John Wick. Yeah,
1: I love John Wick.
0: So good. It's like love uncomplicated complicated revenge. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, get those guys. Get those guys. <laughs> They're bad. Get those clowns. Get those clowns. <laughs> They're bad. Yeah. God, it's so fun. So good. Yeah. Wow. Tell me about the really bad movie you watched. I want to know. <laughs> I'm dying to know. I, okay. I wish that I'd watched more movies. I only watched two. I took you, we went to Japan together. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now I'm going to take you to Texas.
1: (laughs) Take me to Texas.
0: To a movie that I guess is, okay, so I guess it's from 1985, though on Wikipedia it just says it's from the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) I watched Nailgun Massacre. Oh, tell me more. Um, I, as you know, I've got a taste for trash when it comes to (laughs) horror, and uh, this is a movie that I've known about for a while because it's it's the low, like, low, 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 low production. Like, no names, no nothing that I know of, or, like, I'm not, I'm not really that willing to, like, deep dive into the research. Maybe somebody had a career somewhere, but, like, it's truly just trash, but, um... That's the beautiful thing about horror is, like, everybody was making it. So Everybody's still making it. Yeah,
1: so democratic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) And when it popped up on someone's list as a revenge movie, I was like, perfect. (laughs) It's time to watch Nailgun Massacre. Don't mind if I do. Nailgun Massacre, um, it is A, rape revenge, but it's my least favorite kind of rape revenge where somebody is sexually assaulted and someone who is not the victim seeks ugh, revenge. The worst. Which is, yeah, already I'm like, ugh. <laughs> what are we doing? All right. But it was so short. It was like 80 minutes. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to watch it all. <laughs> Let this be my movie. Um, And uh, a mysterious... Person in a motorcycle helmet and army fatigues and a uh, portable nail gun setup. So, like a nail gun with a gas tank mm. on their back or pressurized air mm-hmm. or whatever is going around killing people with a nail gun. Nice. And first we realize that it's clearly dudes who were involved in this sexual assault. And then it just seems like it's kind of anybody, you know, teens having sex. It's the massacre. Get them. Get them. Get <laughs> um, The nail gun killer has a bunch of horrible (laughs) one-liners. Like like that's the whole thing. Is it the the killer has this kind of garbled Mm. voice? I guess we're just supposed to assume that's how the wearing a helmet makes your voice Mm. sound. Um, But he has like a deep, grovelly voice, and is like shoots shoots and kills somebody with the nail gun, like between the eyes, and is like that's the worst kind of headache. The kind between the eyes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, really, <laughs> really terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to tell you everything that happened. No, happens. please tell me. There's like a, a young doctor and a sheriff who are trying to figure it out. Um, and a lot of these bodies keep turning up in the woods around this one house that's being worked on, this construction site. Mm-hmm. And then they put it together that the local like the local lumber yard which is owned by a brother and sister. The sister went to do a lumber delivery to that work site and was assaulted. And that's why all these people are turning up dead around this house. Um, and it's the it's the brother. Ah uh, the brother is uh, killing everybody. Uh, with him on he's them. he's the massacre right? yep. massacre. Um I mean <laughs> It's a kind of movie that's funny to watch at home. Like it really should be in the in a movie theater, mm-hmm. a midnight movie theater. Yeah, totally. It should be at the drive-in, where people can throw popcorn and yell and laugh. Where and you and can, You know, chuckle with your friends. Yeah. About how bad it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still loved watching it. So fun. Because it was so silly. Yeah, but totally. It's easier to enjoy that kind of viewing experience when you are. <laughs> At the drive. <laughs> Among friends. <laughs> yep. Um so that's Nailgun Gun Massacre. Nail Massacre, and baby. <laughs> that's the only other movie I watched. Um but yeah, I, I did write down so many others.
1: Yeah. Can I tell you? I snuck in one more. <gasps> I snuck one in last night. It was oh, a little it was challenging. My
0: gosh. Well thanks for working so hard.
1: Baby, it was not that hard because it was the best movie. It was so good. It's a movie that I know you love. What is it? I watched Phantom of the Paradise last night. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I, I was listening
1: to the soundtrack on my way here, <gasps> right? and then I turned it down when we parked next to each other because I was like, "She can't hear it.
0: She can't know." The soundtrack is it's so, so good. good. It's special to me. That it's so good. God, it's so good. But oh, so we've talked my about My gosh, it Jenny, that makes me so glad. Yeah. I, All the best movies are revenge movies. I did not even think about that one. Like, I had been thinking about
1: it because it showed up on a couple lists and I was like, oh, I've been meaning to watch it forever, but, like, I know we've talked about it on the show before, so, like, I don't need to prioritize it at this time. And then last night, I was like, I think I can squeeze in one more. But again, all of the movies that I was thinking about watching were, like, over two hours. I was just like, I can't. Like, I almost watched, uh, there's a German one called Revanche that's two hours oh, yeah. long. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's supposed to be really good, but I was like, it's two hours long and it's in German. No. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch Phantom of the Paradise. I'm going to do it. I don't know if it's fully a revenge movie. There's only one way to find out. I've been jo- dying to watch it for years anyway.
0: It's yeah. time to just do it. And it Choosing was to watch such... a Brian De Palma, like, music, like, weird um, Musical is always the it's right always choice. the way it's always the right choice. I know
1: it's like I should have known. I should have just known from the beginning. Just mm. go with the diploma. Uh It slaps. It's so good. It's I just good. I just want to talk about it with you forever because it is just tell me it's incredible.
0: Yeah, say more, baby. It's so, so good.
1: Phantom of the Paradise. I think we've talked about it before, but I don't
0: remember what the category must have been. I think I just probably was saying what I've been watching recently. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: But so it is from 1974. I think. Let me look that, that up real quick. Right. Yeah, uh, and it is a Brian De Palma movie, and it is, as Amanda said, it's like a rock musical, but not in the way that so many are, oh yeah, 1974, uh, where it's... People bursting into song. It re- it's one where it really makes a lot of sense for people to be singing because it's about a big music producer named Swan, who is played by actual musician Paul Williams Paul Williams, who also did the soundtrack for which I I didn't realize that till the end. And I was like, Oh, what a great, what a great little piece of that. Like what a delicious little puzzle. It's so good. So good. But so he runs this like music empire and he controls everything. And so uh, it opens with a bunch of people all auditioning for him to play at the Paradise, which is his club, which is super popular in whatever this like mysterious city is that they're living in. Uh, and he auditions this guy who is named Winslow Leach, who's like, very, he's like tall and willowy, has like fluffy hair and big glasses, like real nerd type. Real nerd. But he writes the beautiful song and performs it and Swan clearly loves it. But steals all his music. Mm -hmm. He asks, Mm -hmm. like Winslow Leach, like uh, sends in his music to this record company, Death Records, uh, to be like, okay, like let me know if you think it's good enough for an album. And then it just gets stolen from him. He is wiped from the record. (laughs) And so he basically keeps trying to get back into the record company and trying to get a face to face with Swan in all of these complicated and funny ways. Just to be like, hey, like, you know me. That's my music. This must just be a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. But, like, tragedy after tragedy befalls him. And he ends up being put into prison. <laughs> he has all of his teeth pulled out and replaced with metal teeth. And then he, when he escapes and tries to get back into the record company again, gets his head gets squashed in a record press. Uh, and so he <laughs> becomes freaking funny man. just a total... Uh, a monster bent on revenge. Yes. That's all he wants. Yes. He wants that and he wants um, a woman that he met in line at the, at the auditions who he thought was a beautiful singer to sing his music at the paradise. Yes. That's all he wants.
0: Who's played by Jessica Harper who's the main actress from Suspiria. Suspiria. Yeah. Which I saw her and I was like, oh man,
1: like she lo- like she looks so much younger in Suspiria. And then I was like, no, this came first. Yeah. I no, it did. It, yeah. Oh my God. I yeah, didn't this, know that. It, in the credits it says introducing Jessica Harper. And I was like, is this her first role? Oh, but fun. Yeah. So it's it's this like long. It's not that long. It's like a beautiful, quick. It's, it's so oh fun. God, it's so good. It just has like I mean, talk about fun sets and like crazy costumes mm-hmm. and like design. The music choices. is really good. The music rules. I mean,
0: much much like Rocky Horror Picture Show is a much bigger movie, but it has a similar. The songs are great. Yeah, just totally. like in Rocky Horror, they're fun. They're easy to like listen to on their own. Totally. I'd say more so. Definitely, than Rocky also, it also has a little bit more grit than Rocky Horror for yeah, sure. I mean, it's that's the, weirder. It's weirder. It's and really like, it's weird.
1: Super weird. And it has yeah, it's like Brian De Palma like <laughs> a dirty little freak, and he's I like, know he's a nasty little I freak. I love him. I know I love him so <laughs> yeah. much. Like the more movies I see of his, I'm like Brian De Palma rules. I love him he's, so he's a little pervert he's a little pervert and I just love he like unleashes it he doesn't yeah. hold back and that is I really respect that because so many movies do and I'm like no no no. Brian DeBom is here to give you
0: a weird and freaky good time. Yeah, I mean, we this is a body double household. Yeah, this is this <laughs> is absolutely a body double household. I mean, and also that movie just all of a sudden becomes a Frankie goes to Hollywood music. Totally. Video. Yeah. You know, it's very similar. She's fairly <laughs> obsessed with like LA and like
1: Hollywood culture, yeah. in addition to like sex and perversion and like murder. Yeah. And so it's like all of those things and all of those things do tie up together very comfortably. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it's just so fun the I love you get your classic Brian De Palma split screen which I did not realize was a classic until now I've seen like you know five of his movies and all of them have it where there's suddenly a scene where two things are happening at once on the screen and it looks incredible and it makes you feel really tense
0: yeah
1: uh yeah it's just so fun it's also like as it was going on I was like this is gonna take the revenge turn soon and it's like it's kind of just a slow moving like this poor guy is so down on his luck and down in the dirt, yeah. and just keeps getting ground into the earth again and again and again, and just barely gets his revenge at the end. But it's like it's a tragic one. It's also it's
0: like a Faustian story. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's so. I totally interrupted you while oh, you were mid telling the story. But yeah, so Winslow becomes very disfigured by the record press, yeah. the metal teeth. Uh, Starts to much like the of the Phantom of the Opera, starts <laughs> to live in the venue and yep. wears this truly dis- bizarre mask it's that like he finds metal bird head. Yeah, that he finds in the costume closet, and then yeah, we find out that Swan has made a deal with the devil in order to have musical success. And, and he he's, can't die. He's, yeah, he
1: he is young forever. Like, that's what he actually wishes for, is to be young and beautiful forever. That's right, which
0: is so funny, because Paul <laughs> Williams is such a, like, toady He's man. a really
1: funny-looking guy. I was like, everybody's so horny for him, and he's just and so funny-looking. And that's, funny like, looking. part of the fun of <laughs> yeah. it is, like, I think everybody,
0: you know, making this movie knows that that's also a joke, totally. of
1: course. But, yeah, so he has made a deal with the devil to be young and beautiful forever, and has amassed all of this, like, power and this musical sway uh, and then he forces Winslow, after Winslow breaks in and like causes an explosion and kills a couple people, uh, Swan is like, okay, 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 look, here's the thing. Let's make a deal. I can give you your voice back because his Winslow's voice gets all messed up from the accident and he can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. And so Swan like hooks him up to a machine and like sends a bunch of filters through because he has the magic touch mm-hmm. to give him his voice back. And he's like, look, I'll do this for you if you write more songs for me. And I promise I will let your girl Phoenix sing them. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And he uh, signs a contract in blood with Swan, who is our Mephistopheles for the story. <laughs> uh, and after he's done writing the music, Swan bricks him into the room. Yes! I forgot <laughs> about that! Oh my and god, so I'm due for a rewatch. Good. And he Winslow obviously breaks himself out. Finds out, like, tries to kill Swan, finds out that he can't. Also, first tries to kill himself, realizes he can't die because his life is now tied to Swan's. Yeah. And uh, finds out that this, it's just a series of contracts going back. So he signed a contract with Swan, Swan signed a contract with a mysterious presence, who's Mm. clearly the devil. And below him, Swan has also signed a contract with Phoenix, who's the woman that he loves who's just, is just a sexy lady he met who's good at singing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just great. It is, like, this, yeah, like, the Faustian bargain of, like, I want fame, but what is the price? But it's so funny It has, like, such, like, a self-aware, like, oh, man, everybody is so,
0: like, messed up and twisted in this music industry. (laughs) And it's all culminating, like, the plot is, uh, it's all culminating in this final musical show mm-hmm. that like Winslow's songs are all going into and Phoenix is supposed to star in it alongside this like <laughs> oh my god, my favorite this other dude they get to to play the I guess basically what Winslow's part would yeah. have been. Um <laughs> I forget his Beef. name. <laughs> it's beef yeah there,
1: because oh swan doesn't actually intend to let phoenix sing any of the songs that's other, right at the beginning right. he's right. like no no no. like he's that's what he's telling winslow but he's actually like looking for the perfect musical performance who has like that it factor yeah and he and he sees beef give a performance and he's like that's my guy that's my guy and he's very much a, like like rocky from rocky horror like he's like muscle bound and yep. like, like pretty effeminate yeah like it's such a it's so fun. It's, this movie uh, has it all. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then Winslow. I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna tell, tell you. Winslow kills B. <laughs> so that Phoenix can sing the songs, and the Phoenix sings, and 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 she has a hit, and everybody loves her, and that is. Then then it becomes like we're we're building up to this final performance at the paradise where it's going to be a wedding between Swan and Phoenix. That's right. Uh, to seal their fates.
0: Oh my gosh! And
1: it's just it's such a mess, messy, scary uh, scene there at the paradise. It's frightening
0: there. I love it. It's very dangerous. I love People it. are getting killed all the time. Did you ever see? You saw the movie Sisters, right? Yeah, I love Sisters. Winslow yeah. is the doctor. <gasps> oh
1: my god. Yeah. he is. That's, yeah, I knew he looked familiar I know, to me. He's got those
0: buggy eyes. He does. He's, he's pretty, got a
1: scary face. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like I found him, I'm like God. I love him. I know. I want him to be well. The wonderful thing about it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Phantom of the Paradise slaps. <laughs> I rented it for like three dollars. Best three dollars I've ever
0: spent on YouTube. Yeah, you should watch it. It also am, has just a killer soundtrack. I am so pleased you watch it. It it really, really does have an amazing soundtrack. That's great for listening yeah. at all times. Yeah, um, just fun music. It opens with a performance, which also feels very De Palma. Yeah, totally. To, like, yeah, it's, um, yeah it, op- it opens with a performance at this venue that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they you watch the whole song, yeah. which I love. It's so yeah. good.
1: It's like a little 50s nostalgia yeah. energy to it. Yeah. But also still very twisted. Yep. It's so good.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Surprised. Oh, so
0: good. Okay, so we have a couple minutes left, and what I'm glad that you watched an extra movie to, to fill up for more time. Us a little we, bit. We've had some we've had the hard time balancing our, our lives and our movie watching time. Yeah. But so I had a couple questions I was gonna ask yeah, you. Yeah, baby. Well, what's your favorite kind of revenge story?
1: It's so hard to classify, because I love, I mean, I love so many different kinds, but I always find the like, very- that's the thing is I love the long twisty ones the most, I find I them the most satisfying because it is like you start with this person going through something terrible and then them like dragging themselves back to get their life back. Yeah. It's, like, I love it so much. I don't really know how to classify that. but Well, yeah,
0: I know that's, I wrote down all the like sub, sub genres and I guess I'm going to throw that into personal vendetta, yeah, which I, I think, think is also my favorite yes. because it encompasses the most kinds. like. Uh, the Loved Ones, where totally. it's somebody whose personal vendetta is not justified. Totally. Um, and Cape Fear, another one where somebody's personal vendetta. I mean, it's like, what's his, I can't think of that. Robert De Niro? Yeah, no. but the other guy in it. I can't oh. remember. <laughs> Jessica Lang's husband. Yes. Really big actor, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, he's a lawyer who puts Robert De Niro's character away. Mm-hmm. Um. And Robert De Niro's oh, Nick character, Nolte? yeah, Nick I've, never, Nolte. I've never seen it. I had to look it up. I don't like his face, <laughs> yeah. that's probably why I forgot. But you no, know, Robert De Niro is like a really, really bad person, mm-hmm. and Nick Nolte puts him away, yeah, totally. To prison. And so, when he comes back, he seeks revenge classic tale. Classic. But I think that's also my favorite kind of revenge because yeah. it can be so many kinds of stories, just like *Fan of the Paradise. So fun, yeah. Um. There's a French movie uh, that's part of the new French extreme movement called Inside. Yeah. Oh my God. That, I've never seen it, but it's it, yeah. <laughs> that's on my list of would if I was like needing to talk about, um, you know, uh, other movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. Inside is about a a woman who feels justified in stalking and killing a pregnant woman who, uh, without knowing, killed this woman's family in a car wreck. Mm. Like. Beatrice Dahl plays this woman who's stalking this pregnant, Mm -hmm. this other pregnant woman character. It's very terrifying.
1: Yeah, that's the only (laughs) thing I know about it is that people are haunted by it. Yeah, that makes me want to
0: see it. (laughs) Sleepaway Camp? Sleepaway Camp. God, I love Sleepaway Camp. (laughs) I love it so much. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for real. Mandy?
1: Man- I know, Mandy's also a great one. That's the thing is that it's a huge horror genre. Like, huge. there's so many good horrors that... I was also thinking a lot... There are, like, a lot of westerns that Power of also- the Dog? Power of the Dog. <laughs> I, was- I know, a total... <laughs> and uh, Family I- Vengeance. Yeah, totally. I was also thinking about True Grit, which is, like, a gentler version yeah. of that, but very much similar, like, I need to totally. hunt down these men. Yeah. Totally. And I just love... Yeah, I feel the western is also a great way to have their revenge story because they are so long and so, like, mm-hmm. cinematic and just, like, have mm-hmm. this, like, we are going on a journey. We are walking
0: across the desert to achieve this thing no matter what. Yeah. And I love that. And there's <laughs> such a standard in Westerns, too, of, like, we are making a life uh... – like there's laws trying to be applied to this new life but yeah. there's so many people skirting the law and it is completely lawless that, totally. like if you want justice you have to see it yourself yeah yeah absolutely
1: um, the vigilante yeah. of it all so fun uh yeah yeah revenge, revenge. we're, we're going to have to do a part 2 Stay we tuned. have to do it we'll I mean, do we could more. do
0: so <laughs> i'm going to take the opportunity to bring up a movie i've brought up so many times Please. because it's i so my other question was what are your top movies in all of the sub-sub genre categories of like, you know, rape revenge mm-hmm. or family members seeking revenge totally. or lovers or mother nature's revenge? Yeah. And I was trying to write them for each one and I was thinking about Mother Nature's Revenge and the movie Long Weekend. Oh my god. <laughs> that laughs so yes. much. Australian movie Long Weekend, which is a really incredible movie about um uh, nature seeking revenge yeah. on a rude couple. Yeah, a rude <laughs> couple who are
1: taking more than they should yeah. and causing a lot of harm. Yep.
0: Yeah. From I know, I,
1: I recently saw that there was a remake of it and I was like, interesting, probably Ugh, terrible. I but bet probably awful. Terrible. Yeah. I know, I still haven't watched Long Weekend, but I'm going to. Yeah.
0: But yeah, this has been our revenge episode. This is the revenge episode. We're sorry that we're coming to you not live. Um, It's unusual for us. And uh, we hope that it was an okay show. Yeah,
1: we hope you enjoyed it. This has been Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda here on WGXC 90.7 FM or at WGXC.org if maybe you're
0: listening on the radio, or on the internet, not on on the radio. also on the internet, you can find us on Instagram at DimTheLightsWithJennyAndAmanda, all one word. One word. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us through our Instagram. Ask us any questions. Tell us movies that you love or hate. Tell us we were wrong about something. Yeah. Tell us we were right about something. Uh, please reach out. We would love to hear from you. We
1: love, love knowing what everybody else's favorite movies are, too. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Talking to people about movies. That's, That's why
0: we're here. Exactly. That's literally why we're here. (laughs) Well, we hope that you enjoyed our humble show from two people who are not uh, (laughs) (laughs) academic. We're just a couple
1: clowns (laughs) who like to watch flicks.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right. Well, these two clowns are out. We'll see you next time. Bye.